We are live. We are. Welcome to Panfish Nation. I'm Mark. I'm Lyle. Mark, we're going to talk about something that you dearly love. Lifetime catfishing or panfishing. I, I don't know if I love it, Lyle, to be honest with you. At my age, and, and I've said it before, and I'm stealing this from setting hooks and crossing eyes yet again, my buddy Ryan. I hate ice fishing, but I love to fish, so I ice fish. I don't have a choice. We finally got some cold weather. I just got news that the, uh, the channel's on the river over by this one uh, uh, bar that uh, lets you park over there for five bucks or frozen up to four inches. So uh, we'll see if I can get out there. But other than that, uh, it's still a week off before we can get on the big water. So I'm, uh, four inches does not sound like enough ice to me. That's plenty. Plenty. Yep. I sent you that Aaron Weeb video, right, from Uncut Angling today, where he's blowing holes with a 12-gauge in the ice. That was only three inches they were standing on. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, that sounds like a dockery move to me. Somebody shooting holes in the ice. And speaking of dockery, boom. Who kids you know, are still wintertime? Hold, hold on a second, because Mark's already started the show off with uh, talking about, you know, being grumpy and hateful. And then you start talking about four inches. I don't know if you're talking about you or you're talking about Chad. Here we so, go. I mean, Here we go. I really don't know. And, and to be truthfully honest with you, it's confusing. It honestly is. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to James Dockery Fishing. <laughs> we are going to lose sub counts tonight, like you would not believe. I don't. I don't think you have it in you. You know what? I'm going to bring up a separate tab here. I'm going to look up the James Dockery Fishing Channel, and we're going to keep an eye on the subs tonight. See if we if we can get it to go up or down. We're going to see how uh, how you do. See, there you go, challenging me again. And just just so that we are perfectly clear. My opinions are my own. They are not Mark's or Lyle's. So if I say something to piss people off tonight, so be it. I do not apologize. All right, just for the count here, I'm looking at James Dockery Fish, and I see 371 subscribers. Let me see if my counter that doesn't say 25, yeah, it says 371. So we're caught up there. Let's see if we can't get that to go any higher. You want me to grab my counter? I already know what it says. Don't make me oh, go okay. catch 26 perch. Dude, there's dust collecting on that counter now, man. It's weird. Like a rusted straight shot. Look at this. And we already got angry faces in the chat. Hey, Dale, how's it going, buddy? What do you say I say hello to everybody, guys, before we get carried away? Better do that. Make it quick. Make it quick. I feel hey, my I'm pretty, I'm pretty quick. We know how some people are pretty <laughs> quick. Yes, yes, yes. We, we know you're quick. We've all heard stories from Sheila. Come on, let's go on. Oh, there we go. Bye-bye. <laughs> he doesn't even know what Sheila looks like, by the way, folks. And I keep it that way. I see Alan Parshella in the house. What's up, Alan? There's Avid Fisherman. I'm going to take my time because uh, Dockery, uh, because <laughs> Dockery's trying to rush me. Huh? I see Bill, Big Bill's Veterans Catfishing. What's up, Bill? How you doing? Buck Williams in the house. Carmel Muncy. What's up, buddy? Catfishing with Kaz. What's up? Saw that Spoonville video, uh, video today. Very cool. Congratulations. Miss Chrissy Brown. What's up, Chrissy? There's Christina Dunnigan, my favorite Dunnigan. How you doing? There's Cindy Stokes. Cindy, you might not want to watch this when these two get together. It might be a little embarrassing to the family. 
uh crappie day fish on what's going on creole catfishing in the house the new co-host on roger's show what's up creole i see dale hayslip dan thompson danimals creations and adventures there's eric massey jig company how you doing eric what's going on ernie brown in the house fat boy catfishing there's chad's new name fields to waters good show tonight chad fishing with big mike in the house i see fish in the mid-south what's up buddy there's my friend trey over at fish smack i heard you got a good video out today i haven't watched it yet but people have told me it was pretty good um having to do with something that's near and dear to dockery's heart viagra? or a mention of viagra um Freddy's in the house. <laughs> it's all mine. D, what's up, Sister D? How you doing? Uh, I want to say hello to Betty too. I think she's watching the background. What's up, Betty? How you doing? <laughs> Been thinking about you and uh Brandon quite a bit. There's itty bitty kitty committee. What's going on? Hooks and hammocks. Hope you're feeling better. He was a little under the weather. Um, yeah, let's see, James Alba. What's up, James? James Kirkpatrick. Hey, uh, where did Lyle go? Did he just wander off? We got to put a police report out on him or what? I don't know. Cindy probably told him to go pee in a corner and he's standing in a round room. So here we go. <laughs> Joe Buck 66 in the house. Me and Lyle are going to be on the Kirkpatrick show going head to head on their game show this weekend. I'm looking forward to that. John Boy's Catfish in the house. There's Lance McCoo guy, LG Bass in the house. How you doing, Tom? Uh, Matthew Shot. What's going on, Matthew? Hopefully I said that right. The great Maurice Kaysen. Uh, I see Mike Irvin. Mr. Kitty Whiskers in the house. There's Roger Muscat Adventures. Northeast Missouri Anglin. What's up, my friend? I see Paul Catches Them All. Love that name. Philip Williams. Pontoon Jody in the house. She'll be going live after this. I believe she's doing a question and answer uh, show tonight. I see Quiet Man Curtis in the house. Real Gals Fish. Hope you're keeping Richard in line. I imagine you are. Uh, Stonefly71. Super Dave. One of SK's great uh, uh, mods. I see uh, Terry Peatfish, the second. Tim Molina. What's up, my friend? There's Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV. Matt Want to Be Outdoors, who's sending me pictures of stuff that I'm probably going to want to buy if Lyle finds out what it was, but we're not going to go there at all we're not getting involved i see buck williams amy evans in the house what's going on we got some people coming in late if i miss them i'm sure we'll uh holler them out during the show i'm sorry i had to leave mark up I your mic is down lyle sorry i had to leave but i was making a trip through the house Vince. we're going to be on the angler holic show saturday night and they make everybody run around the house grabbing stuff i thought i'd practice up right quick while he's going through everybody's names don't let him lie to you folks. He's got a small bladder. I had to go pee. <laughs> you got your finger on that and I invited him on here for do tonight. Do you want me to have my finger on the button or do you got it covered? <laughs> no worries, Chad. I am still poking the both bears with your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. This is the first show right. of the new year for Panfish Nation, isn't it? And it could be the last. <laughs> yeah, it could be. All right, before we get started and, and all you know jokes aside and everything like this caleb buddy you hang in there man you've got this Absolutely. you'll kick this shit in the ass and we yep. will we'll all be fishing together here pretty quick that's right we so. want to make sure that everybody's thoughts and prayers go out to caleb betty jean and brandon's son um fell in a fire um 
by accident and they wasn't horsing around, no nothing that doing anything they wasn't supposed to. They was just playing around and somehow he got in the fire and got burnt pretty bad. And um, we need to keep that young man. He's a great kid. Yes, he's he a, is. He's a great kid. We need to keep him in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, I know Betty and Brandon will appreciate it. I We get messages from them uh, every day. And it's a tough situation, and he's gonna he's gonna have some hard times, but uh, but he's got this. He's got, he's got it. This. He's a good kid, yep. and he's strong, and he'll 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 make it through there. So I Absolutely. hope that he is in chat tonight. I know she was so I was watching Chad. Why I don't know, but I know that he was. She was. And hello, Betty. If you didn't hear me say hello, we're sending love out to you and, and Brandon and, and, and definitely Caleb with a K. I always, whenever I think of him, that's how he introduced himself to me for the first time. And and no matter if anybody ever asked me his name, I always say Caleb with a K. So it's a pretty cool story. Um, at least to me, it is. Also, I know that Betty has a link on her uh, Facebook page. If you guys want to send him an electronic e-card, they're free. I hear they're brightening up his day. Um, yep. Go over there, get the link. If you need the link, message me on Facebook. I can get you that link. Let's yep. overwhelm him with some support and stuff. He's going yep. through some hard time, and we're definitely praying really hard for the young man. We are. He's a great Everything's going to be good, though. That's right. Yep. That's right. Now, Actually, why don't I go grab that link and post it in chat? What do you guys say? I, I, that's a great yep. idea. I don't think right. that is mine you, at all. You guys uh, got this. We wanted to talk a little go. bit about winter fishing. And let's do it. You know, I the first thing that came to my mind when I made that decision was, damn, we got to get Dockery on there. I mean, he fishes every day that Katie will let him. <laughs> yeah, but here's the here's the bad thing, guys. I fished four four days this year, and I've gotten skunked all four days. Let me ask so, you, James. What? I know that you've been fishing a bunch of docks. Are there yes. crappie and bluegill on them docks because it's one of the biggest pieces of structure on the water you're fishing? They the the one that I fish a lot here lately. Um, that is about the only structure on that lake. Unless you go to the back to the very far back side of it, it's got some standing timber and stuff like that. But up around there, um, yeah, it's got a rock uh, ledge and stuff like that. But for the most part, that is pretty much the only structure that is there. And they they redid the boat ramp and the docks here, I think it was like two years ago. And they lowered the lake in order to do it. And they cleaned all the, you know, the structure and the debris and all that other stuff out of there. So... It's it's just now starting to get back to where you can actually catch some decent sized crappie off those docks and stuff. So it's it's going to be another probably three or four years before you start seeing you know trophy fish is what I would consider coming off that docks. So this, here, here's the next that dock that you got those couple of big ones you sent us the other day, right? Is that it or yeah, yeah, okay. So there are big ones there. What do you? There are there, I, but I I wouldn't consider those big ones. I mean it. it to me, a, a big crappie is anything over two pounds. Under two pounds, it's just a, a regular crappie. That, that's I have to, a giant. I, yeah, but I mean, I, I do throw a lot of those bigger ones back, though, especially you know during the springtime and stuff like that. I don't want to take that DNA out of that out of that gene pool. So, so are you still <clears throat> using the itty bitty jigs? Or have you started using bigger ones yet? I am using ice jigs is what I'm using. Hang on one sec. I got one right here. Um, 
Is that a snooping pole? No, but I've got an Olaf one. I don't know if you guys can see that. That's how small that hook is, that ice fishing jig is that I'm using. And all I'm doing is tipping that with a wax worm or a minnow head or something like that. But this, I don't know if you guys can see that or not. It's 30 inches. That's all that is. And that's what I'm using this time of year. So throw them down in a five-gallon bucket and... Even if you don't have ice, even if I if I'm not having, yeah, I'm I'm dropped down to two to four pound test line and. So and how do you ever get the top roof with something that short? It's because I'm not fishing around docks. Oh, not well, not you're, you're not, not dock roofs, right? You're fishing docks. <laughs> now, do those docks are they out over a uh, a basin or are they just over a flat? Uh, it actually is a, it's kind of like a bowl out it through there. I mean, so, okay, you, so you it's got part it. Of the basin. Yeah, it's, it's part of the basin. I mean, you do have, it's an old creek uh, that used to run through there. And when the water, you know, we get enough rain and stuff like that, it will, you know, wash out the, the settlement and stuff like that down in the bottoms. But um, yeah, it's, it goes from like, oh, six inches all the way out to, I think it's 30 feet at the end of those docks. So it's you've got a, a you know a range that you yeah, can you're, try to you're find. Yeah, you're definitely in the zone because none right. of our docks none of our docks are out into the basin, so we're not fortunate for that to happen. So yeah. if you're not walking out there on the ice, that ain't it. And, uh, another thing that I kind of find out is find the lowest part of the basin because that's where all the sediment washes down into, and that's where all the larvae of like let's say dragonflies lay their eggs, and that's what they're feeding on this time of year. Yep. So you want small plastics that resemble that and. You 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 like those little uh, uh what are they called uh in the summer? What are the ones that you use in the summer? The ones that look I like use little the one inch uh tube jigs. Tube jigs, that's it. The tube jigs. Yep. Tube jigs will do good if you can find really small ones, even on those. Anything that looks like it's got appendages like like those dragonfly larvae, I'm finding yep. work pretty good this yeah. time of year. But uh, but the the biggest part about the wintertime fishing and stuff like that is actually keeping your your body from freezing. And I'm not going to say his name because it's, you know, it, it's beating a dead horse. But we had, you know, a good friend of ours that got frostbite. And, you know, even today, if you talk to him, it gets to a certain temperature and he starts to hurt from it. So it's not something that you just, you heal right up from and, you know, you, you never move on. from it. No. So if your hands and feet get cold, guys, go home. Go get in your truck, go get in your car, whatever the case may be. It's not that fish is not worth you losing a finger or a toe or an earlobe or part of your nose. I mean, you just you never know. So and I've gotten frost. I worked outside for a long time. I got frostbite on my hands uh, twice, actually. And uh, to this day, you know, cold hands will end a fishing trip in a heartbeat. I mean, yes, and the pain is like razor blades. It's bad. So I highly advise you keep them hands warm, keep them out of the wind, and try to keep them as dry as possible, or else you're going to pay for it down here's, the road. Here's, you know, a lot of people use these, right? Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can. These are just your little hand, you know, air-activated hand warmers, that kind of stuff. Um, this one's got uh, a 10-pair uh, pack, and I think I paid like 9 bucks for it. They last 7 hours. You know, and they're not going to keep you from getting complete frostbite, but they're it's going to be help. you know pretty warm. They do help, but also if you guys look around online, you can find these. All right, now they come in different sizes and shapes and stuff like that. But the cool thing about these is is they're reusable. 
Um, where's the little snap? Now, can you microwave those? Because I've looked at those. I don't these, have any of those. These. Let me snap this real quick. There it goes. And yeah, I don't know if you guys can see that growing inside there. Oh, so they are. Yeah, they are. What you do with these is you can boil them. And it automatically goes back to basically the way that uh, they ship them to you. So you just keep reusing them over and over and over. And as of right now, this probably is, oh, I'm going to say about 100, 105 degrees. Just this little, you know, thing right here. It's still getting, mm -hmm. it's still getting pretty hot. But these will last about an hour and a half. Um, and, and again, they'll keep you from, you know, getting extreme frostbite or... You can get one of these. These are what I use mostly. These are a USB rechargeable hand warmer. They USB get up to about 100. Rechargeable. Yep. They get up to about 115 degrees. Uh, you can have both sides of them uh, heating up or one side. You can also use it to charge your phone for you guys that do a lot of live streaming and stuff like that. These are great to have. The problem with these is, is if you've got like a pair of gloves or something like that, that you really can't put it down in your glove, right? Like you can the little small air air packs, and you know depending on what you're wanting to do yeah. with that one, I'll put on a sweatshirt and I'll tuck it down into the sweatshirt, and it'll actually keep your body warm. So I mean, if you guys do a lot of wintertime fishing, I know Chad's got a <clears throat> tournament coming up this weekend, guys. Again, if you start to get cold. Bow out. Go to your truck. It's there's no shame in that. It's not worth losing, you know, body parts over. That's right. It's just not. That that's um that's why Katie sits in there and watches you out there like a dummy on the docks. Exactly. She sits there with car, you know, running. She's got the heater going. She's got she's also got little hand warmers, stuff like that. And when she gets cold, she's like, hey, idiot. Get off the dock. It's time to go home. And that's what we did. <laughs> and you're lucky to have um, her for this. I know you'd stay out there until you fell over. I solid. would stay. You, you, you ain't kidding. Michael, uh, this is, uh, there's no batteries in this, but this is just a uh, rechargeable heater. You plug it into USB there's, like you yeah. would your cell phone or something like that. And it usually takes about two hours to completely charge. On the low setting, it lasts 14 hours. The medium setting, I think it lasts eight, and on the high setting, it lasts four hours. I'm guessing the built-in battery is probably one of those 18650s like they use in those vape packs. Right. They're, the, they're yeah. the standard battery in a lot of rechargeable stuff. Don't quote me on that. That's just a guess. But they're the yeah. ones that are going to have the capacity to be able to do that. So That's right. That Speaking of Chadwick, did you guys know that Chad has joined me on Monday nights at Catfish Weekly? I he was not the person I wanted you to go with. I know me and you've talked about it. I know. And and I, I told you who I thought, you know, was going to make a better co-host. But, I mean, you blew me off like you always do when I have an idea. And what would Chad and said? I had nothing to do with it, folks, so don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Chad. <laughs> That's all right. While we're making fun of each other on here, Cindy's walking down the hall of the house making fun of me. So, which, which is things fine. Are normal in the Stokes house, then. That's exactly right. <laughs> I see Don R in the house. What's going on, Don? I see Brian B. Catfishing. What's up, Brian? Be safe out there. He's out there salting, I guess, or spreading uh, sand. I'm not sure, but he's out in the elements. Matt says he's sorry that he missed the bait shop, Shad. 
Chad, but he's trying to get some some search and rescue stuff done. Well, Matt, thank you for doing that. I know that you're a veteran, so doing the search and re rescue stuff is just kind of second nature to you. Hopefully it was just preparing and not actually searching and That's rescuing. Right. It's too cold for that. Yeah. Hey David, this is a this is a Zippo brand here. Uh, but there there's all different types of, of different, you know, rechargeable heaters online. Just look them up on on Amazon. They're they're everywhere. And they're really not that much. They're about anywhere from fifteen to forty five bucks. So by the way, boys, it's thirteen degrees in <laughs> Buffalo, Missouri tonight. It was it was negative two a while ago when I looked outside. So if it has to be water, might as well be you, James. Hey, that's 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 fine. <clears throat> Keep the cold air coming. That separates the uh, the real fishermen from those who won't fish in the cold. Lyle, there's no doubt about who's not going to be doing it. <laughs> Back to the hand warmers. I do have a pair of those Zippo ones that you fill with. Uh, um, that you fill with lighter fluid and they work okay. But the one thing is, I mean, it's, it's, it's technically an open flame. It really isn't an open flame. It's basically just burning inside of like some, some uh, um, metal shavings or whatever. But if you have them in your pocket too long, you'll, you'll put them out or they'll stop getting any warmer than you need them to get. So just a word yeah. of the wise, but other than that, if you remember to pull them out of your pocket and give them some oxygen every half hour, every hour, they'll get pretty warm as well. Yep. But no, the, the colder it gets, the more excited I get about getting actually getting out on the ice and doing some ice fishing and stuff like that. So it's all good. Let it get cold. You know, something that come to my mind last year when Jerry and, and Rob was fishing, I kept thinking at any moment we was going to see them put their hands in each other's pockets, but they never did. No, but we saw Parker in a chicken outfit. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <sighs> Let's check the Dockery sub count while we're at it here. <laughs> right, I'm checking out the James Dockery. Oh, we're at 374. James C. You know, I, the thing about Parker, though, is Parker, I mean, he kind of topped himself off because one, he had that stupid chicken hat on, and then he wouldn't shave. And oh my God, dude, don't ever do that. I realize it was for your job in hazmat, stuff like that. Take the chemical burn, dude. I mean, next time, yeah, just don't. I really thought, have you ever seen the, the oh gosh, Daryl that does the chicken videos on YouTube? You know no. what I'm talking about. No. Daryl, 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 come on. He does the fishing in the boat with his buddy. Anyhow, I thought the guy in a chicken suit really was Parker for a long time. It might have been. <laughs> it might may still be, but I think it's Daryl. <laughs> oh, Nina, thank you so much. We appreciate it. <laughs> Trophy Seeker Outdoors. Daryl, is that Parker in that boat with you wearing that chicken suit? <laughs> you can tell us if it is. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and tell us. We don't care. He says it's Chris. I was afraid of that. <laughs> Hey, Sunfish King in the house. What's going on, bud? How you doing? <laughs> oh, yep. Trophy seekers. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Man. Uh, I haven't left this no, all day. But you guys, I mean. It, <laughs> but you, 
But seriously, though, fishing in the cold weather, guys, just make sure you're safe. Just stay warm. Yeah. Don't be, you know, don't be, don't do, you know, what I do. Don't, don't do sketchy out there. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Test the ice. Test, you know, if it, the bank is slick, don't get near it because you're going to go into water. And Oh, man, that's one of my biggest. There's, there's a creator I know, and he's saying is stay safe, don't die. I think that's pretty good advice. Pretty much. For some people. Yep. Yep, I agree. <sighs> Frank says, that's my best piece of advice. Go comfortably and you will enjoy it. I can rough it, but it's far more enjoyable to be warm and dry in a shelter. I agree 100%. Nothing like a can of ravioli is warmed up over a little buddy heater when it's like two degrees below zero either inside a shack. That'll warm you up. Who was it that was cooking hot dogs? They'd come up with a certain size hook and all that stuff. I don't remember who it was. But they were out fishing and they were like heating their or cooking their hot dogs on their buddy heater. Yeah, you can use a, you know, those five gallon uh, paint cans. They sell those uh, grates that you can use to, 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 to roll your roller up against to remove the excess paint off. You can, a lot of guys rig them up right over their little buddy heaters so they can cook on top of those little grates right in front of them. A lot of guys do that. Works pretty good. Crack open your can of Vienna sausages and set them on your buddy heater and let them warm up. Pour the juice yep. out and eat them babies one right after the other. Sunfish King, as soon as it warms up, this old man ain't getting out at 13 degrees and doing no fishing. Trust me, if I can actually start getting some of these uh, yellow perch caught from them docks, you'll see old Lyle doing a little bit of ice fishing this year. Now's the time to do it. This oh, is the yeah. time they love, man. Find the lowest spot in there, <laughs> drop a jig and spoon with a minnow head off, ripped off at the top if you can get a hold of it, or or even waxies. If you got some waxies, they like that that just as well. But yep. that, that's the way to go after them. Sure. I've been seeing some jumbos come out on the on 87th Street, but not on pier out out in boats and stuff. Some bigger ones that I've seen during the year, but everything I've been seeing caught off of uh, uh, the piers or the slips have been kind of on the small side. Yeah, see, I, I kind of got some actually bad news about the place I've been fishing for those yellow perches. Is, is I was talking to one of the biologists, and they've actually seen a really big decrease in their population in the last five years. That's so true. they're not they're not sure why, but you know, it's it is what it is. Um, they never did stock them in there, so they will not restock them. So that's even worse because yeah once they're gone that's it they're gone well they're bait fish perch are pretty much bait fish that happen to yeah. taste well bluegill tastes good too but yeah right. i mean but they happen to taste really good and big catfish love perch walleye love to eat perch that's how come who, what what's the two most colors and lures you got the perch color and you got fire tiger which is basically a perch color there's, yep. a, re- there's a reason for that too that's right yeah daryl i would i would take chunky if it was me but that's that's just me Um, somebody has something. Mike, oh, uh, that sounds like good advice right there. Spud bar early and late ice. I spud yeah. even during during the, the winter. It can't hurt to have something to hold on to. Three good wax, yeah. and I'm happy. 
that tells me that I'm not going through. <laughs> I'm not going to go there, but I can relate. <laughs> My God. See, I had, I had calm back down, and then Mark starts in with all this crap, and Cindy's yelling at us as a family-friendly show, so I'm sure we're all going to get it after this. We keep forgetting that. <laughs> back to Mr. Morello's question. I, I actually use a, um, like either a shore lunch for my perch, but I always uh, I like marinate them in Frank's Red Hot. That's good stuff. Or I'll use a, so the sour cream and, and flour method that I use with heavily seasoned flour, and it works pretty good. But, you know, black and don't hurt either. So, Yeah. And for me, it's it's Zatarans. Zatarans, you just you dip them in Zatarans, put them in some a pond of hot grease, and that's, yeah. that's the end of that. And, Creel, you come on up here, buddy. I'll get you and Lyle both out on some ice. Nah. Six inches will hold you up fairly decent. Did I you mean, hear that grunt, James? Oh, yeah, like, I heard it. Sounded like he got bad results from the prostate doctor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, like no, or like, we're going to have to do another no, test, Mr. Stokes. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. We ever do get him up here to ice fish, we're going to have to be recording the first time that ice pops. And Lyle's standing on it. LG, yeah, no, I ain't going to be out there. It pops. I'm out of there. LG, I'm telling you, I have a, a small little restaurant. Used to be a truck stop years ago out in the boonies. You can ask Josh and Christine about it. All you can eat shrimp on Friday nights. <coughs> They're either deep fried or boiled. Um, and I love it. My favorite place to eat around here. Let's see. Mid South says, "Can warm up bacon bait on a buddy heater?" We're warming up bacon. It's not going to be used for bait. You can always pre. <laughs> you can always pre cook bacon. It holds up good, and it will yeah. even hold up good at, at room temperature for the day. You can take it fish with you summer or winter. You'll be good to go. Yeah. If you're using it, for, if you're using it for bait, you're probably one of them. That, Fellas that, that enjoyed. Let's move along. Move along. Move along. Move along. Easy, Mark. Easy. Frank says six Easy. inches of bait is 100% not going to break on you or 15 of your exactly. friends. And yep. Exactly. I'll take your word for it. A foot would be better. A foot would float your Ford. Yes, it would. My Ford ain't never going out on the ice. I'm going to tell you that right now. No, there is something to, to ice fishing, guys. I mean, it really and truly is. It's oh, I'm sure it looks fun. It's relaxing. Yeah, I'd be all over. It. You know, ice fishing is awesome if you got a long enough season. I'm yep. right at like I keep saying, I'm right at that line, and I think you are too, where the season's yeah. really short. You can't really get too too like in you can't get into it as much as I'd like to. You know, yeah. You know, it would be so much more enjoyable doing it out of like let's say a side by side or a or or a side-by-side -side with tracks or something like that. So, and you're yeah. constantly waiting and it's a waiting game where we're at, but the boys up North, they got, they got it down to an art. They have a lot of fun. They're taking their, their everyday drivers on the ice. They got so much ice. They got more gear than, than a lot of people. I know them ice fishing yeah, guys are maniacs. They are. And one of the, the big things uh, about ice guys, find somebody to go with you. You know, or tie yourself off to, you know, a tree next to the bank or, uh, you know, an anchor or something like that, that you can actually pull yourself up out of the water if need to be. Don't go, you know, thinking that you're going to be safe by yourself because you you never know. I mean, you could step in a, a wrong spot on six to uh, eight inches of ice 
and you still go through. If it's you know, if it's bad ice, it's bad ice. So find somebody to go with you, or at least somebody to say, hey, yeah, that's where the idiot went under the ice and he never came back up. So yeah, see, and that's why I ain't never going. Don R says we've been on the ice since mid December. How far oh. north are you, Don? I think Don's Don, up that's, in that's one of the Dakotas, cool. if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. It gets pretty cold up there. Yeah. I think we've got about two to three inches of ice uh, last time I checked. But we've had, you know, some south winds here recently and stuff like that. So it it's probably not really all that great. But after, I'll probably say Monday or Tuesday, we it'll be cold enough, long enough, that we can have some decent ice for me to get out on. Jeremy, I feel you, brother. <laughs> I feel you. The first time that ice cracks, you're right. You are 100% correct. This is a question that a lot of people ask. And an 8-inch hole, which is what I usually use, is you can get a big fish through an 8-inch hole. Oh, a 10-inch yeah. hole, if you're standing in front of a 10-inch hole, it's like standing in front of a swimming pool. It'll make you feel uneasy. You'd be surprised yep. how how the size of a fish. But if you got like one of them big sturgeons, you drill a hole right next to it, adjoining to it, and that's how you get the fish out. You it, or you can Mickey Mouse it, and you'll cut, you'll bring that fish right out of that hole. I've seen them guys drill two holes right on top of each other, and man, yep. you get a giant fish out of that hole. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's crazy how big a hole that is. But. Uh, but no, like what Mark was saying with that 10-inch hole, it, it, it does. It feels like you could fall into that thing. Well, you know I what mean, happens is, is you step in one once, and that's enough to teach you a lesson. lesson. And you get on yeah. high because your foot at size 12 will fit in a 10-inch hole. It really will. Oh, yeah. You know, it's 10 inches across, but, you know, your, your foot will slide in there like that, and it'll wake you up when you get a cold foot like that, and it'll, it, it'll keep you on high alert. I'm pretty yeah. sure you're right. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. It wouldn't. I don't think it would matter how how bit tall of a boot you had. That cold water would find its way over top of it. Oh, you'll definitely be able to find out how good your boots are. Oh, they fill up pretty good. They're they're waterproof oh, yeah. from the inside out too. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Hmm. But no, I, I I try to fish year round. So I mean, even when the ice is thin up through here, I'll still you know, I'll still try to break some ice around these docks and stuff like that. Just try to get you know a couple of fish. This year has not been successful at all. So hey, there's Lynn in the house saying hello to everybody. Welcome, Lynn. Good to see you in here, buddy. Yeah, Don said I saw Don said he was in North Dakota and he's got 16 inches of ice already. That's that's oh. semi truck ice. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that that'll make you miserable trying to make a hole in there after a while. That one, that one, it will make you invest in an electric uh, drill in a heartbeat because you're you're not cranking all the way through that with a hand. Well, I got I got. Why did they come out with these electric drill augers? Because I used to remember when everything was gas powered. Yeah, it they they. I'm gonna. Take maybe six years ago, they get they hit wow. big, and now not only do they have them, they got them super lightweight, like the Strike Masters and stuff. And then you got the ones where you can buy just the auger that goes on your high end dollar um, cordless drills, which works Drilled. good. Yep. It's a light, light option, but those those you you need a quality drill in order to get yeah. a good day of fishing out of it with a yeah, bunch you'll, of batteries. You'll burn through you'll burn through a uh, cordless drill in a heartbeat. Yep, if you're you know. 
if you're doing a lot of drilling and, and putting a lot of holes in the water and stuff like that. So. I got a, um, a second gen, I think, or a first gen ion ice auger, and I'll get like 80 holes out of it on a one battery. Oh, and wow. That's, but it's heavy. The one I have is heavy because it's got the steel auger still. It doesn't have the plastic fluid or anything. They've, they've cut it down from, I think mine's 13 or 14 pounds. I think they're down to around six or seven. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. But weight's a big makes a big difference. Not because you're going to fall through because you got to haul that gear all out and, and drilling all those holes will wear you out. Hey, Gerald, yeah. I'll see you in here tonight, my friend. I um, I just am blown away with the fact with these new batteries that they come out with these electric drills now, cordless drills, um, that they don't last quite a while. I yeah, but you're not, but a lot of people, you know, with exception of well, us, really, really crazy you know, people. A drill bit that's this big around versus an ice auger that's 10 inches. Well, you're not really drilling, you're scraping you're not, with that line. Right. You scrape, yeah. It's like shaving oh. a snow cone. You're not really drilling a hole, you're kind of shaving the ice until like you get through cones. it. Well, there you go. And you'll you'll find out really, really quick if you need to replace your blades or not on a ice auger. If you, you know, especially if you're using a handheld one that you're sitting there just, you know, going around in circles with and you're trying to get down through six inches of ice and you ain't getting anywhere. Mm. Hand augers are a good option. If you got four inches of ice, that is not bad. Six inches yeah. of ice, that's not bad to hand auger. But if you're doing a grid of 100 holes trying to get onto some basin crappie, you'll get worn out after a few. Oh, yeah. Now, Dennis yeah. is after my heart. He's using a chainsaw. <laughs> I, I've seen guys do that. I, I really have. And, you know, they drill. And I've also seen guys like Luke Hinges and stuff like that. They drill four holes. And then they take the ice saw and they go right in between those, those holes. Are... And, oh, man, they're awesome. And they'll they're shove cool. that ice, ice down up underneath and send it on its way. And then they've got a big giant pool that they can fish in. But Luke Hinges drives a brand new Chevy truck out all of that ice. Yeah, if, that's I, if dummy, we had thick enough ice here, I'd be doing the same thing. Uh, I remember the Wisconsin angler fisherman talking about dropping his four wheeler in the lake. No, last snowmobile, last snowmobile, year. snowmobile, the snowmobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yep. ain't doing none of that. Well, he got it out. BFD. He admitted that it was his by his own doing. He should have been a little more careful, even when we had him on the show. I watched Josh last week almost get fall through the ice, too, over Nebraska. Well, that kid fishes in what, like two inches? Of cl well, clear ice is the strongest ice, but two inches is big marble. Is not, yeah, and two inches of ice is, is not, you know, I mean, you can get out on it, but you run a risk. You really I, know, I know some. Gentlemen of smaller statue, no offense, Dockery, that'll go out on two inches of ice. I'm not even kidding. Are you done? <laughs> One more See, I had actually gotten over my bad mood, and now, Mark, you bring me right back down again. Let's check that Dockery count. Poke him with it. Poke him. Poke him. Poke the bear, Chad. <laughs> Oh, well, I missed. Got the wrong one. Uh, where'd it go? No, I don't want to put anybody in timeout. Don R says electric is a good is good for ice houses. No smoke. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Plus, pre-mixing and having to take care of another motor is always a hassle to me. Yeah, it is. And you you definitely want to keep your, your equipment for ice fishing as light as you possibly can. Because, I mean, if you're going out in the middle of a lake or something like that, then, you know, you don't want to tr pack a whole, you know, 180 pounds out there. David Martin needs to be up there where that ice is at. People, people do that, David. Yeah, they actually do. Holy crap. Yep. Hey, there's our buddy from Turner Fishing. Says, y'all have fun with that. I'll be happy my 30-degree mornings. I, I hear you, man. If it was 30 degrees here, I'd be in a T-shirt. <laughs> I'm fishing on the docks. You know, my old, my old, any 30 degree very often. I don't think. You know, you can get one of them um, pop over ice shanties to like 70 oh, yeah. degrees with just a little buddy heater. Yeah, that's pretty much. You're you out. You're out there fishing in a t-shirt and your bibs, and and you'll hear. You know, I'll put bells on my tip ups just cause, so I can keep the doors closed, and and hear when they go off. And you get it nice and warm in there. You're 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 fine. It's it gets to the point when you go to pack up, you kind of dread it a little bit because you got to get out of that nice warm shanty. Warm jet, yep. It's just like uh, deer hunting in a in a ground blind, isn't it? Yeah, only warmer and darker. Yeah, well, I don't know. Too, I if you get too, uh, yeah, but the, the the difference, the main difference is, if you get it too hot in there, you have to start walking in water because the ice starts to melt underneath your feet. Oh, that happens all the time. You get you stand in oh, a yeah. puddle after a while. Oh no. yeah. yeah, I'm not interested. That's good because then you can see through the ice a little better. It gets rid of all that extra snow and slush. It turns into water. We get and Matthews, it'll pour right in the hole, so it'll go down. Before we get to Matthew's question here or statement, I seen them guys up there, and I guess right now is the perfect time for it. That ice up north is so clear. It's unbelievable how far down you can see underneath the surface of it. Just unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely beautiful to get to look down through there and see whatever's under you, whether it be fish or grass or whatever it is, because right now the ice is just crystal clear, and that is way cool. But, that you know, there's there's also something to be said for catching fish uh, uh, underneath the ice because they, they do have a different taste, you know, and I actually think that they taste better in the cold water coming yeah. out of underneath the ice than they do during the spring and, and summer times. I, so. I agree with that. Matthew Shock says I've been I've had that loud crack from under ice. Doesn't mean you're going through, just reminding you to respect it. Yeah, but, but, but people like Lyle would be out there, and would you have to? You sometimes when that pops, you feel that all the way in your bones, and it is I would the most feel it inside myself. I'm afraid. <laughs> it's it's actually pretty cool. To listen to some of the noises and stuff like that that the ice makes when you're out on it. So, you know, yeah. when, when ice cracks, it's growing for the most part. 90% yep. of the time, it's growing. And sometimes I've heard it at night so loud, it sounded like thunder. It's the coolest yeah. thing to hear. If you haven't experienced it, it, I highly recommend it. I got it's it. Tell you. It's, 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 it's akin to hearing wolves lake. in the wild to me. It's just that yep. natural or seeing a, a, a glacier slough off or something like that. That's at night in the dark on ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be there, but if it popped really loud, I'm with Creo. Brown stains everywhere. <laughs> Now, somebody you made a thing about falling on the ice and cracking your head open. Yeah, that can happen. But if you got crampons, 
you know, spikes, right? You have and better crampons are different, Right. Crampons are different yeah, than crampons canes. So yeah. just keep that in mind. You know, Here, I use crampons and I have better traction with them on than I do on dry pavement or, you know, with, with, with basketball shoes on a court. It, you, you're not going anywhere. You know what? Yeah. You, know, you can you can fall walking across the street, crack your head on the on the concrete street or asphalt yeah. street. Um, you, you it's just like going out to eat. It, you got to eat whether you're at home or whether you're out away from home. You still got to eat. So uh, you can have an accident anywhere. That part of it wouldn't bother me. The part about falling because you just make, take more precautions if you're in a more dangerous situation. Uh, but when you're on the ice, though, it, I mean, you're already thinking about that. I mean, I'm that's already you right head, not, to, alert. not to do something stupid and stuff like that, especially the older you get. Now, Lyle, you, you're, you know, you've been around long enough. You should be have used to ice fishing. I mean, you were back in the ice ages. So, I mean, what did you do then? Hey, James, I got an emotion. Yeah. Have an Go emotion. ahead. Let her rip right now. I don't care. <laughs> All these shows about finding fish, but but an eight-inch hole in the middle of the lake tells me you don't really need all that mess if it actually works. Are you drilling over your favorite stump? Basically, ice fishing is slow. Ain't going to lie, David. You'd probably be bored. What you do is you get in a place where you know fish are going to be, and they'll come to you eventually. You wait them out for the most part. <laughs> Every now and then, certain times of the winter, you can get onto some structure and stuff. You don't crappie wander in the winter if you're looking for those. Walleye, they're constantly wandering. And, and, and you know, everybody complains about electronics and live scope. You know what's terrible? When they mark on your electronics or you see them on live scope, and they don't bite it'll right, right. kill you but and take in consideration also guys that like you're say you're fishing in a, a small lake like five acres you know or a pond you know whatever that it is then then fish are constantly doing this all right they're just swimming in circles around that entire lake so if you start you know in your favorite spot that you're getting crappie you know on a regular basis during open water and there's nothing there wait Eventually, they're going to come through there. Yep. And once they come through there, you've got to figure out, okay, are they going, you know, left to right? They're going right to left. And then you, that's where, you know, people like Mark, you know, drill 80 holes all the way around, you know. Trying to figure them out like where that. they're at. Exactly. exactly. That's what we do. Follow them around. Yeah. You really you're, want to You're, you're constantly place. looking for them. And, and if you're them. not, yeah. And if you're not, well, then, you know, you're going to catch whatever swims happens to swim by. Yeah. But whole if you're fishing over structure. Right. Sure. That's called hold hopping, and then you got, you know, shanty fishing or one or two. It all depends on the weather and stuff. Hold hopping's fun because you're traveling light. You got your, you, you know, you got your electronics, you got your pole, you got your holes drilled out, you know, and you kind of figure out which way they're moving. And they'll go around in a circle for a while until you get on them, and, and you'll you'll figure it out. You just got to get on them. Right. David Smith says, yeah, I hear ice breaking. There's going to be a warm pile falling underneath. Thawing the ice underneath me, David. That's how you get a free hole without having to drill it or melt right through. And the, guys, this time of year is great. Is one of the best times for you guys to be starting to put your crappie beds and stuff like that in. So if you got your old Christmas tree and you know, or your, hey, check your regulations, guys, because there's a lot of lakes that will not let you put structure in in the waters. There's even more and more that are starting to come up in those. Uh, crappie houses that they're making out of uh, plastic tubes and stuff like that. 
there's a lot of places that are starting to ban those from putting those down into the water because eventually that plastic deteriorates, it gets into the water. So keep that in mind. Just check with your regulations. Or they was talking about Christmas trees and they said about six to eight months is as long as they last underneath the water for structure. Is that actually true? no, that's that's not true. They'll usually last depending on how big of a, a, a tree you put in in there. Um, they're eventually going to, to rot out. But if you do it right, you're gonna get about five years out of out of your crappie bed. Okay. And by then, you know, and usually three years you're you're adding to it anyway. And if you you know try to always you know drop right back onto it. We've the the last crappie beds that we put in uh, with the Department of Conservation, we dropped the, the trees and stuff in the water and it took less than 45 minutes and it was filled with fish. They I mean, the really? second that they see them, they start congregating. They don't want to leave that area and they will bounce from one spot to the next spot to the next spot to the next spot. So and they're, they're constantly chasing that food. And where did you put them trees at? Uh, in the water. Okay. No, it was up in Lancaster uh, City Light. So if you guys are up this way and you want to fish, I can show you exactly where those crappie beds are. Yeah, Don R brought something up. He says, Mark, in the summer, finding a winner. What I do is I download my waypoints on my uh, phone. I'll use that in conjunction with uh, um, Navionics, and I'll be able to find the brush piles that I found during the summer in the winter, which helps. Also, you know, our local park district here, Public Works, it's called out here. They they, they collect Christmas trees, and they'll, they'll time the cement blocks and keep an eye where they put them because they'll be there in the spring. Yep. And a lot of times, uh, if your uh, conservation department is actually uh, dropping these crappie beds and stuff like that, they will mark the the waypoints, and they'll they'll publish them online for everybody to see. You just got to go to their website and look around, at, you know, That's certain places, handy. and they'll tell you exactly where they put them in at. So, Not only is that handy if you're ice fishing; it's handy for later on in the year because yes. they'll still be there, and the crappie will still be on them. Yeah, they got yep. the fish beds that they put everywhere, which is basically, at least here in Illinois, it looks like they took, what would it be, six pallets, put them together, made a big box is what they use. If you can find any of those in the basins, they'll 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 run to that for shelter. If you can yep. want, find one to the steepest wall, they'll use that to escape from pike and stuff. Those are your good bets. Or even like those steepest, I call them walls, but the steepest drop off into the basin. If they get to that, they're going to treat it like a wall and they'll turn around. Those are high percentage areas as well. Since we're talking about that, a lot of time they'll travel from, from uh, fish bed to fish bed as well. It's like, yep. you know, safe havens for them. Rustic and they're also chasing that bait. We appreciate your support more than you will ever know. I promise you. What was you saying, James? I'm sorry. So they'll they'll follow the bait in between those uh, crappie beds. With once the bait leaves out of one, they'll start they'll start moving to the next one. And do, you, it, you know, do you think that the shad go up in around them? Beds, oh yeah, the trees. Yeah. And they do, but well, I haven't found any crappie chasing shad usually in the winter. No. They're looking. They're looking for all the 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 micro baits and stuff, which the is why all ice fishing yep. grubs and stuff in and the mud. I watched the guys do that today in one of the videos, and they pulled stuff out of that fish's mouth. And pretty nasty. 
Yeah, that was yeah. that one that I sent you where he yeah. was blowing holes in the ice. Yeah, those are yeah. the dragonfly larvae. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty great. Well, you've got your 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 damselfly larva, your dragonfly mm -hmm. larva. Um, I mean, there's there's all different types of things that they're down there, and and that's what they're primarily eating on during the winter, unless they can find a you know an easy to catch minnow or a yep. small shad away from them. They're not they're not going to go and and just hunt these things. So a minnow hook on it. On a spoon, I mean, a middle yeah. head on a spoon that they can't resist that usually, especially yep. the bigger fish you're chasing after. What and then you know, pike will go after any dead bait, even you know, some people say they claim they catch them on a hot dog, a whole hot dog. I don't doubt it, but they're opportunistic, they might go after they'll go after a lot of dead bait at that time, which is why tip ups are so effective this time of year, right? For them. And you just got to remember, I mean, just downsides. Downsize and slow down. That is the biggest key to ice fishing. You're using smaller lines, smaller hook, smaller rod and reel. You can you can land, you know, uh, 20 pound muskie or something like that on six pound test line. You just have to learn how to set your rod or your drag up properly and have patience fighting that fish. Frank says, bottom transition areas are good. That usually attracts winter food. That makes sense to me. Yep. A lot of sense. There's Ernie Brown. Hey, Ernie. Congratulations, Ernie. Looks like he's got some meat for the freezer. Uh -oh. Heck yeah. He hit a four point but lost track of it. So. Oh, he did. That's not good. You find it in the morning. It'll be all right. It's cold enough. It ain't gonna hurt. Yeah. Yep. It will be fine and dandy. Let's see. Any other questions while we got James and Mark going on this ice fishing bonanza? I think I run out of questions. You can't shut us up once we start talking about it. That's okay. I'm, I'm no okay. no professional either. I'm just sharing what I've experienced. So I just um, I put a picture up last week about my fishing, ice fishing, uh, in the Illumicraft boat. There, I thought that was quite good. I uh, liked it. The only thing missing off of that was to be out in short sleeve t-shirts like the guys in that picture. You would have to have a enclosure on it, and that boat did not have one. If I was going to be doing it, it would have to have an enclosure. But you get the right you get the right clothing, though. I mean, you you stay warm. You just may have to, you know. Again, don't don't stick your hands down in the water and not put your gloves on or dry them off or stuff like that, and you'll be all right. You'd have to dry them off, or they're going to get cold. I don't care what you do. Oh yeah. Then it says, are any of you going to the Let's Go Fishing Expo in Collinsville, Illinois this weekend? I am not. I don't know if any of these guys are or not, but I, I am. I, I was invited to go meet uh, Violet out in Grays Lake, Illinois. She's got one where she's speaking for Grant Rods out there. I think that's this weekend. Uh, I might head out there one night this weekend. We'll see what happens. Other than that, they've been canceling a lot of the shows. The one I look forward to every February has been canceled. So yeah, a lot of issues are pretty big. We're closing up on account of this new COVID variants, and uh, yeah, you know, I got 
I'm not going to go there. I try to stay out of politics on these shows because I can light me up some Democrats. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just sitting around the house waiting for dice to get thicker or thinner. One way or the other, it'll be next week and I'll be out fishing again. So. Usually, one good week in December here. Last two years, that hasn't been the case. Yeah. And it and happens every now and then. It'll, it goes through swings like that. You'll have a couple of good years and a couple of bad years. Yeah. And we, we had some decent ice last year that I was able to get out and fish on and stuff like that. We actually did a uh, trout fishing class uh, on the ice, which is, you know, a fun time. But uh, it, it'll melt off quick. I mean, you you get comfortable yeah. going. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ice fishing this, you know, today. And you walk out your door, and it's 45 degrees, and you get down to the water, and it's like, oh, that's not good. That's so, one thing I haven't done was catch trout through the ice. I really wanted to do that, but by the time winter comes along, they're pretty much all caught out, or your chances of catching them are are slim to none. And the the places that stocks the stockers here, um, they close at dusk, which is when the trout pretty much bite from Body what I'm told bite. through the ice for the most part. I, I was, I would like to get up to Milwaukee this year, but I've never been up there uh, ice fishing in the uh, Summerfest grounds there. And I feel uncomfortable going out on the ice on Lake Michigan alone or without someone. I don't know. And we'll see. Yeah. I thought about hiring Eric Hotcha to take me out there, but we don't know if that's in the plans for this year. Dennis said he will be, uh, hanging in the Thumper Jig booth at Collinsville for anybody that's going down there. If you happen to jump down there or in the Collinsville area, go in there and holler at him. You'll have a great visit with him. He's a super nice guy, very knowledgeable about fishing up around Lake of the Ozark or uh, Truman Lake, Lake of the Ozark too, maybe. He's, it looks like Avid's good. Looks like Avid's going to be there. Avid, you should hook up. You too. Absolutely. You guys can chat away. Yep, that would be fun. Hey, Scott, how are you? Joy Stewart. Um, looks like we got some new people coming in. It's a little late, but it's never too late. Yep, Mark Twain. <laughs> I knew where it was. I just got it wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get a hold, uh, hold of him and uh, pick his brain this springtime. So me and Kitty head up over there and see if we can't figure out some the better places to go. So I have a question for you, James. Since we're talking about wintertime fishing and cold weather, and I do know that there is a really warm water lake near you that is a uh, hot water discharge lake. Yep. Are you going to go after flatheads in that lake this year? Um, as of right now, we tried to get down there the other day, but uh, the blacktop that leads down to it, it's about um, – I'm going to say probably 10 miles long and it was still completely ice covered. The blacktop was, they it didn't even look like they had bladed it or anything like that. We made it about a quarter of a mile and it was just like, no, we're not going to risk this. And, and what that also told me was the roads leading down to the lake were not clear. Yeah. So me getting down there, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put Katie, you know, or Jolene in, at risk just to catch a fish. So we turned around, we came back and everywhere else was, closed except for out there at the thousand hills and even then it i couldn't get anything to do anything so but if it if it warms up enough that uh 
the snow and ice melt off, I'll I'll probably go down there and at least try for some flathead or something like that. But well, it that water is usually warm up. It just has to get the ice and stuff well, off the roads. That's what. I, but that's what I'm getting at. Is yeah. If it warms up enough to get the the roads cleared up, then I'll I'll be down there. I think last year, um, it was the first part of of January when I caught the that one flathead. So they're they're still moving around up there around the warm water discharge, but you figure that water is probably 75, 80 degrees. Yeah, yeah. During the, you know, during the heart of win, uh, winter, it's uh, ah, yes, Thomas Hill. That's a that's the only warm water discharge lake in your area, isn't it? Oh, I don't listen. And you know, and here's the thing: I really don't care one way or the other. If somebody asks me where I'm catching my fish and how I'm catching them. I'm going to show you exactly where it is. I I am not one of these guys that's going to black out my you know the scenery behind me and yeah, stuff that like stuff that. That kind of makes me laugh too. I actually it, have it a does. picture to respond, you know, which is a thumbs up with the background of the thumbs up all squiggly. You know, out. because I want people to enjoy fishing as much as I do. That's you know, right. and if I can uh, put them on fish, right? So, Eric B, so. welcome. But yeah. Yep, no, it was Thomas Hill, and I, I love fishing down there during the winter months, just because it's something different. Dennis says but he's down there to crappie fish next weekend. Uh, just be careful getting down some of them roads. Like I said, if it doesn't warm up enough to get them roads cleared up, them are just solid sheets of ice. Surely so, by next weekend, though, unless it you know gets worse again, we should be yeah. able to do that. If Frank says LaSalle is the nearest, nearest, like I haven't been to LaSalle since I was a young man. It's been a while. That Never. has been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> further back than you can remember, Lyle. <laughs> I can remember back further than that, I promise you. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Dennis says he only lives 10 miles from there. That's, that's way handy. Really? We may have to meet up there one of these days, bud. Say, so I'm down there about, about five or six times a year during the winter. Yep. And if not, I'm up here chasing crappie or bluegill or trout or uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of hoping to fish a little bit more this year than I did last year, which still kind of throws me off. But that's all right. Well, so it is January 6th, James. Yes. By this time last year, you already got like a hundred fish caught. How many you got caught this year? Zero. I have not hooked into a single fish this year. I've gone four times and I have not, I've not hit them. And well, you know, it, it happens. It happens to all of us. We just go through the dark. But but I, you know, I'm giving up. You know, got good news for you, though. I got good news for James though. He's had three hundred and seventy-five subscribers. That Never. is awesome. You know Thank who you really everybody. finds that funny though? Jay? You. No, 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 no. Rob. Rob Chance. Well, well I know, you. I know. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why that is, James. I you know, he's just rude. I mean, he he sends me these messages and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, Chad, you're beating me this year. <laughs> Oh. A lot of people that are beating me this year, but that's all right though. I'll I'll catch back up here pretty quick. That's right. Hello, Kevin. How you doing? Glad to see you made it in. It's awesome to have you in here. Um, we're heading up to about a, a little over an hour. Do you mind if I I talk to the guys for a second and, and chat? Go ahead. And okay, 
What about um, the movies? I got my b- finger on the button, Doc. Recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and and I this is to some of you guys. I apologize. I haven't been watching a lot of YouTube and stuff like that. I've actually got burned out on it. Um, and uh, let's be honest, a lot of it is just the same thing over and over and over. It's the same guest week after week after week. Um, I'm going to throw Lyle under the bus here because when I first started watching Catfish Weekly and I went on his show, he basically told me that, uh, you know, his one rule was, is, you know, if you come on Catfish Weekly, don't go on another show for, you know, at least a month. And that way, because it, if you go on too much, it just, it, you lose your, your pizzazz. You, you just really do. Um, so I, I, I do watch a lot of shows and stuff like that. Some of the shows I don't watch anymore because, well, it's just, it is what it is. And these people can't come up with a idea without stealing something from somebody else's. So, <clears throat> you know, I'm not going to mention names or anything like that, but the, uh, the women's shows coming up on Chad's show is, it's going to be a good one. So you guys make sure you tune into that one. That's, that's going to be an awesome one. Cause I mean, that's an original idea and let's be honest, Chad comes up with a hell of a lot of ideas is his tournament. And then look, everybody and their brother has a tournament. And it's the same format and stuff like that. So I don't know. But anyway, that's all I got to say. Or I could say more, but it's not my show. So <laughs> what? Nothing. Zero, zero. You know what, Lyle? <laughs> this year's going to be different. Not holding back. Seriously. I'm not holding back this year. <laughs> Frank says, I think Dockery would explode on social media if he does TikTok videos. You wouldn't like them. <laughs> They're just angry and mean and ranty. <laughs> and the thing is, is I'm really not that mean of a guy. Well, not always. Really? I mean, yeah. No. <laughs> Warrior Hearts Fishing, welcome to chat, my friend. <laughs> But you probably ought to end the show before I say something else. <laughs> that did cross my mind. <laughs> hey, we're, we are about an hour and 12 minutes. Yeah. Didn't know we would, had been on here quite that long. But you know what? We've had a great yeah, trust me. Because trust long. me, I could go on about thieves and uh, <laughs> counterfeiters and. Uh, end it. End, what are you saying, end it? For? End it. You don't want me to go on? Kick you off. Oh, she's, apparently she's worried about my reputation. <laughs> Unsub James Dockery fishing, guys, is the best thing you're going to do with your life. Dennis says, I think Dockery and I would get into a lot of mischief, but it would be. You just gained another sub after that. I'm going I'm to I'm tell you something. Lyle, Lyle has had me on the boat. Me and Lyle, we've met a couple of different times and stuff like that. And it is fun. It is fun, but you don't want to go live. Because what you see on these shows is tame compared to what I actually am in real life. <laughs> that is true. true. That, that is, is very, true. very true. That is true. But we do have a lot of fun. I hold back to a lot week, Last week, just last week, they're like, is James Doc? He's really a nice guy. I says, I cannot confirm nor <laughs> deny that. That's right. <laughs> Listen, I'll give anybody the shirt off my back until you start, you know, screwing people over and, you know, all this other stuff. And then I'm just done with you, you know. So who knows? But you then again, you will share information like about ice fishing and catching. Well, I will too. You yep. wouldn't be the doc proof if you got a chance to. 
I'll beat the snot out of the doctor if you all know that by now. <laughs> Thanks, keep MDC on their toes. Thank you so much for coming Thanks, in buddy. and helping us out with this show tonight, talking about wintertime fishing. It means a lot to me, and I don't know anybody really that catches more wintertime fishing than you do. And oh, uh, tons of them. They just they they're a lot quieter than I am. Well, they won't have anything to do with me, probably. <laughs> But Mark, great show tonight. You and James had a, had a great conversation with a bunch of cool topics. And we always do. Yeah, well, you know a bunch of things about ice fishing stuff that a lot of us don't, especially ones that's not going to go ice fishing. Or let me, any let me correct you. I know enough to be dangerous and get in trouble. I don't know it that's all. Me. That's the way I look that's at life and fishing myself. I don't claim to be a Luke Henges or, or, or Brian Brosdale. I just know what I like to do, and that's fishing. I yeah, like but let's be honest. There's, there's some of these people out here that don't even know the difference between a white crappie or a black crappie or a channel cat and a blue cat. And, that is you know, true. That, I mean, and if you're going to go after something, why the hell aren't you learning how to, you know, catch them and what they're, you know, going after their habitat, their biology, all of this stuff. And there's classes and stuff through the Missouri. Stop Department telling me to all the old. Katie's wanting me to wrap this up because she's afraid I'm going to say something that is going to get you two in trouble. Again, we're here to we're the, here to keep the comments. The, the comments <laughs> on this show. The comments on this show are mine and mine only. They have no reflection on Lyle or Mark. I picked a bad night not to have my tumbler filled with something else. Adult beverage. <laughs> well, I told you, man. Uh, we were. I was. I was trying to figure End out. Who was gonna hey guys. You. Thanks, Remember, guys, come up with your own ideas and stop stealing people's stuff. <laughs> Email me if you want hats. <laughs> They're all complaints to Mark. See everybody Monday night on Catfish Weekly and Mark's podcast, Catfish and Crappie Podcast. We'll see you then. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Nice knowing everybody. I'll never be invited back on the show again. See ya. Yes, oh, you yes, will. You will. God bless. <laughs>